Welcome to Uncovering the Subconscious Podcast, where I will teach you how to manifest your dream life. My name is Dana, and join me as I travel the world, learning all about mindset and meeting new people that have a story to share. Hi friends, welcome to episode 37 of Uncovering the Subconscious. Super excited to have you guys back for another episode. Uh, It's a very exciting episode today because I have Isabel Prestia joining me. So Isabel is a business coach. Uh, She's the host of Start Somewhere podcast and she's a co-creator of the wellness app Sala. So in this episode today, I speak to Isabel about manifestation as well as how to use your divine feminine to manifest your desires. So Isabel has some really great advice in this and overall it's just been a really great episode to hear what she's learned in her journey. So the normal intro to the podcast, if you can please rate the podcast, that would be amazing. There's a star rating at the top. Also, give me a follow at Soul Traveler Full Stop Coach. Let me know what you think of the episode or just follow some more tips for some more tips and advice. All right, let's get straight into the episode. Thanks so much for joining today, Isabel. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited for our conversation today. So am I. I'm so happy to have you on Uncovering the Subconscious podcast. And to begin, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Absolutely. So I'm Isabel. I am a mindset and manifesting mentor. So I recently changed a bit of a gear in my business. I was doing marketing coaching, but now I'm focusing solely on my passions and what I really feel is a huge part of my purpose, which is teaching other women all about these modalities of mindset and magnetic energy and manifesting and all these topics just bring so much joy to me. I know we're going to touch on them a lot in today's episode and I just truly believe that we can create our dream life and it can be really, really simple to create. It just involves a bit of mindset work and a bit of manifesting techniques and that's exactly what I teach all of my clients. I have online programs and I just adore being able to share all these modalities with other women. And I'm honestly teaching everything that has helped me live my dream life right now. What I'm doing right now, my podcasting and, and mentoring and, you know, having really beautiful conversations with women like yourself and creating an impact and being online and everything else that I do. It's something <laughs> that I was honestly manifesting when I was, you know, five, six years ago. So I was about 19 or 20. And it's just such a pinch me moment to be where I am today. And now to be in a position to teach that is like huge, like, I'm really just like so stoked with, yeah, everything that's going on in my life right now. Yeah. It's incredible. I see a lot of your stuff on Instagram and I see how you just continue to grow and it just, it looks incredible. Like with your podcast and uh, your, your course, I think it is as well that you do in Melbourne. Yes, yes. So um, my sorry, was that my course in Melbourne? Is that what you said? Yeah. Oh, sorry, I just broke up there. Um, so that's actually so I do quite a few different things. So that is Sala, the app that I am a co-creator with. And I guess like another big part of me, which very much comes intertwined with what I teach in terms of mindset and manifestation is the topic of meditation. And that is something that I speak so much about on, online, on Instagram, in my podcast. Um, I, I do it daily. I've just seen the biggest, biggest shifts in my life. And it's always been such a mission ever since learning it about 
five years, no, about three years ago that I really just wanted to help other women experience these, you know, life-changing benefits from meditation. And anyway, the way I'm going with this whole story is one thing led to another. I partnered with a previous mentor of mine and he built a wellness app, which taught a whole bunch of meditations and breath works and it's called Sala Wellness. So that was a really, really fun project I was a part of last year. And I have a bunch of my own guided meditations on the app and the team's based in Melbourne. So I'm based in Adelaide. And um, that was just like the coolest experience ever to be a part of launching an app and just spreading, you know, the powerful messages of mindfulness and wellness in everyday life. That's incredible. I love that. Oh, that's a lot of goals, I reckon. I think a lot of people would love to succeed what you, with what you've done. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so what actually brought you into manifestation and spirituality? What was your turning point? Oh, such a broad question. I think when I first really got introduced to this topic, I would have been about 18 or 19. I reckon I was at university and I'd actually, have you heard of the author Gabrielle Bernstein before? Oh, she's incredible. Yes. 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 I that was like one of the very first spirituality books I read. I think it was called The Universe Has Your Back. And for anybody who, I mean, I'm sure a lot of the listeners are really into spirituality as well, or at least interested in it. This is a really great starting point because she just explains the concepts in such simple terms. And it just really opened up my eyes as to what was possible. And, you know, I was such a sponge for this world and all this information. I think I read a couple of her books and then, you know, it's like once you kind of get exposed to one thing, the rest just kind of unfolds. And so I really started to learn more about the law of attraction. That is where I started. And then I got familiar with manifesting and I was like, wow, like what on earth? is this it just unlocked a whole new world for me and then I remember one thing led to another and I actually went through a breakup and that was what really was like the biggest pivotal point Mm. for me um, when I was about 18 or 19 years old because you know we can go through I mean I'm sure like yourself and this is what I did anyway I really wanted I fell more into self-development and that was really just such you know a blessing in disguise such a big turning point for me and you know I had my spiritual book and that kind of thing but then I really just fell into like wellness and healthy living and I got introduced to meditation and you know I wasn't doing it consistently but I was aware of it and you know all the quotes on Instagram and just my lifestyle started to change I started to create a morning routine for myself and I started to journal and you know do a gratitude list and these were all such new concepts for me back then and you know not many of my friends were really into it and that's where I really started to share more of what I did online because I'm like well I have really found such a big passion of mine which is healthy living it's wellness it's mindset and it's funny I kind of kept a lot of the spirituality stuff to myself because I felt it was looked at as a bit woo-woo and a bit weird so I kept that you know to myself but I kind of like it's a rite of passage to have that a a bit of time when you just keep it to yourself and you're in the spiritual (laughs) closet (laughs) it was exactly that I was like no one is they're just gonna think I'm weird and like you know I was still very much on my self-development journey where I really I was really worried what people would think of me and I was really scared of judgments I'm like no they're gonna think I'm weird so um funnily enough actually I didn't start opening up about spirituality until honestly less than six months ago online I really held back for so long because the same reason I thought you know obviously I I went past the whole fear of judgment thing I, I got better with that but at the same time I just thought like oh I don't I don't know enough like what are people like they're still gonna not believe what I have to say there's you know so many other big names in this syndrome. Industry. 
Right, exactly. And then I think it was actually on one of a coaching call with a couple of my clients. And I would always talk about it with my clients, but never online. But I just started to see that the responses from my clients, like they all got it. And I was like, wait a minute. I'm all about leaning into what scares you. So I actually think I said to one of my clients, like, I'm actually going to start to do this more online and on my podcast. And I did that. And the results I got just were extraordinary. Like the podcast episodes where I speak on that, they get the most downloads. Um, When I share about it online on Instagram, like I get such interest and such intrigue. And of course, not everybody's going to get it right. But that's like with anything. So for those people, we think in our head that they're going to make a huge big deal about it, but you'll never hear from them. Like they'll just go quiet. That is the best part about it, I think. Exactly. And it's like my whole thing is, you know, you're clearing out the space for the people that really matter. And by stepping out and speaking more in spirituality, I'm attracting more aligned women who who get it and who want to get it. Have you found that since like since kind of stepping into spirituality publicly that you've actually connected with a lot of probably even old friends or old acquaintances that you didn't know were quite into it as well oh that's a good question I can't actually think of any off the top of my head but what I have actually found which is really interesting is this actually strengthened my own connection with spirituality and my intuition and the way I look at that is like because I'm owning it more so. It's like, well, you know, spirit, God, the universe, whatever you believe in, I, I believe in, you know, the universe and spirit and that kind of thing. It's like, well, she's owning it. So let's, you know, give her more messages, more downloads, more intuitive thoughts and that kind of thing. Um, it's definitely, coming back to your question, like it's definitely strengthened my connection with my friends who are into these topics, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, whether it's other women online or my friends in real life, it's like kind of, you know, breaking down this barrier and creating this safe space. And I have one friend in particular that I actually met when I was traveling last year in Spain and and she's a tarot reader on TikTok. She's actually like TikTok famous. (laughs) And, you know, we could just like break through straight away and have those connections and you know she can say things she's like this sounds like I'm crazy but I know you get it and it's like it's really cool that we can you know have that space for each other because we've kind of like you know broken down that barrier of spirituality so it's definitely served me in every single way possible oh that's great I love that um now so getting a bit more into the topic I thought we'd start off covering a bit about manifestation I've I've spoken about manifestation in a lot of episodes already, essentially almost every episode, but I'd love to hear your definition because I feel like for everyone, it's slightly different. Yeah, I think that's what the cool thing is. Um, And that, you know, a lot of the times when we manifest, we're most likely doubting if we're even doing it right. And I even do that as well. Like I could talk about it for hours and tell you how to do it, but when it comes to me, if I want to manifest something big in my life, like a move or a holiday or whatever it may be, I'm like, oh my God, what do I do? But it's like, wait a minute, you know what to do. So I guess, you know, in terms of what manifesting is, it's essentially all these thoughts, your imagination, your fantasy, your dreams, like literally your dreams at night, your daydreams, the things that you want to do, it's bringing them into your reality. So it's calling them in and, you know, obviously there's quite a few like pieces to get there but the beauty is like if you have this dream of you know sailing this beautiful boat in the Mediterranean ocean but you're stuck in this you know tiny house complete opposite side of the world with no money and no potential that even happening the beauty is you could still make that happen right it's the power of your thoughts and yeah it's not going to happen tomorrow and it's probably not going to happen next week or next month this is where we have to be realistic But the thing is manifesting. If it's on your mind, if it's on your heart, if it's this desire that comes up, 
I always tell myself and what I hear a lot in the space as well, I'm sure you do as well, is it's there for a reason. And to trust that and to, you know, a lot of the times we can think, oh, who am I? Like, that's like that. That's silly. What are people going to think of me? I'm being too ridiculous. That's way too, you know, out of my league, essentially, in terms of a vision or reality. But it's like you almost have to be delusional to think that you can get it. And this sounds like, yes. it sounds kind of funny, right? It sounds a little bit ridiculous. But the thing is, like, those who get it will make it happen. They will be delusional. Obviously, you're very much with it. Like, don't take that, like, and stretch it too long. But it's, like, delusional in the fact that you know what's going to happen. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but in a few years. And it's, like, these these thoughts, these visions that we have. And it can be anything. It can be manifesting a boyfriend or girlfriend, manifesting a house, a car, a job, you know, moving out, getting a certain number of downloads on a podcast, like getting a number of clients, like whatever it is, like getting a parking spot, right? It can be anything. If it's in your mind, it's just up to you to really concentrate on that and bring it into reality. But the thing is our brains, they want to be lazy. So we get Mm -hmm. these really cool ideas and visions and dreams and fantasies. And most of the people, like I'm sure like yourself and me and a lot of listeners, like not so much us because we're really into, you know, self-growth and spirituality. But most of the time people just can't be bothered. So it doesn't happen to them. So they don't believe yeah, in that. So true. it's a really big part of self-belief. That's so true. And it's like if you have that doubt, you kind of get in that headspace of why should I waste my time trying mm, if it's not yeah. going to come. Very, very true. Exactly. Yeah. And like the self-doubt is so common. Like in like I reckon everything I've wanted to manifest, I'm just like how? Like how on earth is that going to happen? But the thing is like the beauty of it is the how isn't up to you. You just get to say what. And the how, you leave that up to the universe. And it's like as soon as you can put that belief and faith into what it is that you want, you have that trust. And, like, it's it's real trust. Like, it's not fake. You're not, you're not fooling yourself. Like, it's legit, essentially. The universe is going to give you this inspired action to start taking that first step. And then you're going to take that step and then you're going to get inspired to the next step. And eventually you're going to start to create your dream life. And it's you. You know, it's not just like waving a wand and it's there. It, it's you actively, it's you actively doing the work. Like mm-hmm. that's what manifesting is. End of the day, you know, when it's not just sitting back and journaling and meditating and then something just appearing out of a genie. Like it's you're doing the work. You're getting inspired to do the work, and you build this momentum. Yes, I love, I love that explanation. That is so, so true, and such a good way yeah. to connect with different people as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I think it's even like seeing the signs along the way that show it's coming to fruition too. I, I think that's one of my favorite parts is those little mm-hmm. strange signs that pop up and yeah. you're like, oh, wait, this is coming. It's like little synchronicity. And like the best thing, like what are some signs that you receive actually? I'm interested. Oh, mine changes. So either I'll see my manifestation in, but for somebody else or oh, okay. I'll see sometimes particular signs. So I've always said like an owl. Um, an mm-hmm. owl is a sign for me. A butterfly is a sign for me. A butterfly is a very common one, though. Um, yeah. But yeah, an owl, a butterfly, and an elephant are the three of mine. I love do that. You, do you have any particular signs? Oh, I do. Angel numbers, so you know, repeating numbers, yes. like they're huge to me. Although I just feel like I see them all the time. But even when I do see them, I'm like, oh yeah, you know, something's coming, and you know, different numbers mean different meanings. Um, so that's really cool to like associate. But um, my spiritual sign, this is actually I don't really talk about this much, but I'll share it here. Um, my spiritual sign is actually a pink flamingo, which is so incredibly oh, random. It's so random, right? But it's like, I feel like it low-key like represents me. Very like feminine, very just, I don't know, 
something about it. I just really like resonate with it. Um, and it's all about balance as well, which I really, really like. And, you know, it's all, it's also all about the space in between. So the way I look at it is like, you set your manifestation, you're not there yet. You're in that space in between. So when I do see this sign, I'm like, ah, it's coming. It's coming. It's It's like this really beautiful reminder. Yeah. Especially if that doubt starts creeping in and then you see a pink flamingo, you're like, no, no, we're good. We're good. We're on, we're on. Amazing. So have you got any particular examples, except I I know you said that your business is one as well. Um, I know that some people, they connect more when they hear other people's examples. So do you have any examples of when manifestation has worked for you? Like a manifesting story? Yeah. Oh, I do. Okay. Amazing. This is one. Yeah, this is like my favourite one Um, because it it still just blows my mind. And whenever I want to manifest something, I think back to this story. I'm like, if I could do that, I can do this again. So, all right, context. It was about two years ago. I had just left one of my, well, I just left my full-time job. Um, and it was around November of that year, 2020, actually. And I just, I left the job for like a handful of different reasons. And I was like, I'm just going to take some time off and I'll look for a job once I have that time off. So I really just want like a bit of a break. And I it was such an interesting thing because I wasn't too stressed about finding a job. I had a feeling it was going to come, but at the same time, I had no idea what, and I should have been freaking out way more, you know, not having income and that kind of thing. But I just, I had this really weird trusting feeling. Anyway, I had this feeling that I was like, okay, by March. So it was about November when I, maybe like November, December, I'm like by March. So by autumn in Australia, I just have a feeling when I have a job. So time went on. But the thing is, I had no desire to apply. I was looking online. There was nothing out there. And I was starting to get a little bit stressed. I'm like, oh shit. Like I've said by March, I haven't applied. There's nothing out there. Like, what am I going to do? Like I need a job. So one thing led to another. I was like, okay, I found a couple things and I started to apply for, I reckon maybe even just one job. So I put it out there and then I was like, okay, let me actually just sit down and really get clear exactly what it is that I want. So, you know, we always get told, think about desires, you know, for example, in a job case, the money, the title, that this, that, that, all those things. But I was like, actually, I'm going to try something a bit different here. Instead of saying what I do want, because I, I think I do, but at the same time, I'm like, what if it's like, what if I'm wrong? What if I manifest it and it's not exactly what I want? But I'm like, I do know what I don't want in a job. And so I made that really clear. And the biggest thing that I had, well, the main, the top thing on my list, I said, I'm no longer available for not having a full-time income because I'm like, this is really just not how I want to be living right now. So I said that I'm no longer available for not having a full-time income. I wrote my list of all that I, I wrote my list of everything I don't want. And then of course I had the list of what I do want um, to a means end, of course. And then I reckon I'd, yeah, I'd applied for about one job. And then the craziest thing happened. So I applied for that job and then maybe about like five days later. So after writing this list and doing that, I know I keep saying I applied for a job because I want to, I really want to emphasis, like I took that step to write my resume. Inspired out action. There. Yeah, exactly. I didn't just write my list and just sit there and hope for the best. Like I took some inspired action. So I did that. And then I was on LinkedIn and then I got a message from somebody and, you know, slid in my LinkedIn DMs. I can see, you know, because you can have like a setting like looking for work. He's like, I see you're looking for work. He's like, oh, I also see you have a podcast and you're into mindset and blah, blah, blah. Like had all, you know, my things up there. And he's like, I actually have this opportunity for you. And I clicked through and this is the craziest thing ever. It was a social media manager position, which is what my specialty was and pretty much still is, at a coaching agency in Adelaide. 
And this was before I had my coaching business. I knew I wanted to be a coach, but at the same time, I'm like, I just feel like maybe not right now, but it's what I wanted to do. And so I got this message from this person and I was like, this just does not seem right. And I clicked through and the website and the video and everything was exactly what I didn't even know I wanted, but what I realized I wanted. And just the fact it was, I mean, yeah, he literally handed me this opportunity, but just like the context of it, it was a social media manager position, which is exactly what I was looking for at, at a coaching agency, which is like what absolutely blew my mind because, you know, obviously I don't work there anymore because I got my business, but every single thing I learned at that job, like I know that was so perfectly orchestrated by the universe because what I learned to that job is so incredibly okay, invaluable that I've now, yes, that I've now applied to my coaching business. And if I didn't have that job, I really don't think I would be as far or know as much as I do right now when it comes to the marketing of coaching, because I was essentially in the marketing team on the back end. So Anyway, the thing is as well, like on my list, I I got so specific with what I wanted. I was almost ridiculous. Like if I would tell someone, they'll be like, Isabel, you're being like just so spoiled right now with this list. But I was like, I just got to try it. And so what I wrote on my list, I was like, I want it to be close to home, like ideally down the road. Um, you know, I'm not too far from the city. So ideally down the road, I want to have an hour lunch break. And I want to have underground car parking. And I want to have car parking as well yep. in a city was- like, that's pretty good. <laughs> and then the last thing was I want to be in a fun young team. So I was just like looking at this list and I was like, whatever, like, let's just, I got, I had nothing to lose. Like I literally got nothing to lose. Let's just do it. Had the list there. And I kid you not, this job ticked off every single one of those things. It was a 10 minute, no, less than a 10 minute drive down the road. It had that undergrad, undercover car parking for free, bear in mind. I had my hour lunch break. And the team was young and fun. It was, you could not get more ideal. And I just remember starting that job and being like, what have I done? Like how, like, but I wasn't even like questioning, like, do I deserve this? I'm just like, yeah, like this gets to be it. And I think that's still today, like one of my favorite manifesting stories, because it's getting clear in what you don't want as well. Like if there's so much power in that. I love that. And that's so good. And it's because it's so easy when we get like this perfect manifestation to start putting doubts in. And the fact that you just push past that is so good. Like I remember having one uh, of my manifestations come true and exact same thing. I was just like, no way, too good to be true. But then I was like, no, 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 this is exactly what I asked for. And I even avoided telling some people because I knew that if I told them they would doubt it. And because it was, it did sound too good to be true. Like sometimes it, sometimes it's not too good to be true. It's just what you brought in. Yeah. And sometimes like when we do get those feelings, which are so totally valid, it could just be, we're just not used to it. Mm -hmm. You know, like maybe we're just not used to experiencing that thing or having that person or whatever it may be. It's like, it's, it's going to feel icky and uncomfortable at first, but just remind yourself it's a new feeling. Like you haven't felt that before. Therefore your body and your mind isn't too sure how to react. And maybe it's first instinct is to feel like a little bit anxious or nervous or doubting it. Um, So just be kind to yourself. Exactly. It's such good advice. Amazing. So if I think we could probably get into a bit more about the divine feminine. So how would you recommend for someone to connect to their divine feminine? Oh, Oh, okay. I love this topic. I 
I want to preface as well, like I only started learning about this stuff maybe about 12 months ago. So before then I had no clue and I was so out of touch with my feminine side. And I mean, I didn't even know what it meant to be in touch nor out of touch with it. And the more I learned about it, um, mm-hmm. the more I just stepped into it. And the reason I say this is because it didn't happen after listening to one episode of a podcast or reading one book. It was, you know, it was trial and error. It was experiences. It was, it was dating. It was how I would Took be. Work. And yeah. Like when I look back, like it was a lot of work. Um, but you know, now I just, I so know I'm at a point, um, you know, in my whole spiritual journey and everything else that I do have this like really amazing balance of both. Like I do really like feeling that anchored and, you know, as females, of course, we're most likely going to be more into our feminine energy. And, you know, the easiest way you can start to do that. I mean, there's like, there's so many different ways, but just some things off the top of my head now it's, you know, we'll start internally, for example, a lot of the times we breathe really shallow, we're breathing really short and sharp. The, you know, the divine feminine, the feminine energy are these, these long, these slow, these deep breaths. It's breathing from your, from your belly, from your stomach. Like, you know, even if you're listening right now and even yourself, like just putting your hand, like on your belly, on your stomach, like, you know, where our uterus is essentially like that is our divine feminine energy space. And so when we can really focus our energy there, like literally direct your thoughts to that space right now, and whether you have your hand there or not, and just when we can really start to channel that it, you know, with practice, of course, like you may be doing it now and being like, nothing's happening, but it's like <laughs> dropping your shoulders and bringing that attention there and putting your hand there if you want to, and just slowing your breath down and really anchoring in. And like, that is the sacred place of us. And that is where there can be this like really beautiful fire. And the whole point of feminine energy is receivership. So it's not chasing, it's not, um, you know, wanting people's approval and running after things, it's receiving, you know, it's receiving love, it's receiving help, it's all those types of things. And a lot of the time when we see the terms wounded feminine, for example, it's, you know, a, someone who's a people pleaser. And it's such a common trait in females, especially like it's not, you know, men, of course, can experience it, but it's so much more common in females where we will go out of our way, where it's the biggest inconvenience to us to please somebody else, to give Mm. somebody else something they need, you know, and we can look back as, for example, when we're children, like our mums, they will give up their food to give to their children. Like they will eat the scraps and, you know, these are just like really small examples, but that's just um, like, that's just a part of, you know, this people pleasing mentality and being in your feminine energy is all about receiving. Um, And I just want to preface as well, like take everything I say with a grain of salt, of course, like use this to your own discernment, but um, the biggest, biggest part of feminine energy is receiving. So maybe just start to ask yourself, like a perfect example actually is compliments. If somebody comes up to you and says, I love your top, your skirt, your dress, your hair, whatever it is, is your first instinct to deflect the compliment and say, no, oh, no, 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 I'm having a bad hair day. Oh, I haven't washed my hair. Oh, I just got this on sale. And oh, this is just an old thing. Like notice the words you're saying, like, are you saying just all the time? Are you deflecting it back? Are you refusing to accept it? And another thing as well is like, I mean, it's so common, like as females, you know, we want to be kind, really kind, nice people. Someone gives us a compliment and our first instinct is to give one back directly. (laughs) It's like, right. But like, you know, I'm guilty of this. We're all guilty of this. And sometimes it's a genuine thing, but at the same time, we most likely are doing that yet again to deflect because we may have this level of, you know, we're not comfortable to receive that. And so just challenge yourself next time someone compliments anything about you, just say thank you. As simple as that. Don't try and justify 
your purchase or what the thing is or like you know what I mean like just hold it and it's gonna mm-hmm. feel uncomfortable if you're not used to it you're gonna be like oh my gosh I feel so out myself like oh my god like this is so weird but when you can just say thank you and like anchor in that feeling and hold that feeling coming back to how I mentioned like in your belly your lower stomach hold that feeling you're starting to strengthen your feminine energy you're starting That's to build so it true. And I think the more you do it, the more you just learn with that example uh, to, to just say thank you yeah. and then that's it, the yeah. better you get at doing it. Yeah, it's just, I just think it's it's so simple. It sounds so simple, right? But it's something so challenging for us to do, mm-hmm. which is insane. It's so fascinating. Like I went to this uh, exhibition in London a few months ago and it was about the divine feminine it was a really really good one actually worth every cent um every pence should i say um (laughs) after money exchange (laughs) Um, but yeah it was incredible and it talked about like across the ages how feminine energy was always kind of put in the dark like males were very well males were very scared of it they didn't like the power behind Mm. it so it was turned instead into that people pleasing and how, how basically how it could benefit men like and it even spoke a bit about witches and how um witches were put on the stake and how they were burnt and that was just simply because men were too scared of women's connection to nature and so it became like strength could only be physical and not in your connection to nature oh my gosh mm. that is so fascinating it was such a good exhibition I was like oh after oh this goodness. just opened my eyes to, yeah. to the whole other side of like so cool, yeah. yeah and like as like the divine feminine energy like as females we are truly so beyond powerful like just so incredibly powerful when you can really anchor into the energy that we portray like we can literally create another human being like exactly. if you can really anchor into the energy and the creation and everything else behind that like and like it is commonly known as females we're so much more intuitive right and you know, it's true. Like you, you can practice, like, you know, we hear of people who are clairvoyants and tarot card readers and that kind of stuff. And yeah, some people may be seen as quote unquote gifted, but end of the day, we all have those abilities to tap into it. It's just, it's practice, right? And so no doubt or not, if you're somebody who has meditated for a while, or you're really wanting to learn more about spirituality, you will most likely start to develop some of these things. And, you know, it can start with an intuition feeling that gut instinct, and then it gets stronger and stronger. And then you're right, you're like, wow, wait a minute. Like I'm actually onto something here. But then the real turning point is when you can own it. You're not doubting it. And like, you know, this took me so many years. I would always, I ignored my gut feeling for so long, like years and years. But now as soon as I honor it and own it, it gets stronger. It's like the universe wants that recognition. It's like, notice us, like we are giving you the answer. Don't ignore it because when you can honor it and own it, it just gets stronger. And that is like the most powerful divine feminine energy. Like females are the coolest things ever. I think it's just what we can tap into is unreal. It's so true. It's so true. It's just taking back that power, that power and knowing that like nature and our connection to nature is as much as a, a, as much of a strength as physical strength. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So how would you say, actually I might ask this first. So for a male or or a man, how would you recommend them connecting to their divine feminine? Because I do think it's very important for like both females and males to connect both to their feminine and masculine side. I agree. I'm so glad you asked that question. I think, you know, like kind of taking the side before answering your question, it's like as females, you know, if we want to be with a male, more likely 
I mean, me anyway, like we are attracted to them when we can see these feminine energy sides in terms of we can see they're in touch with their emotions. They have emotional availability. You know, maybe they get a bit teary in a certain movie, like it gives us signs of them being a human being, right? And so it's like how a male can get more in touch with this is in touch with their emotions. You know, it's not being afraid to have these vulnerable conversations. It's not feeling the need to put up this, you know, masculine shield that just pushes down any any ounce of, you know, emotion, of sadness, of anything like that and just thinks it's not worth it. Like they're just not valuing emotions. Um, you know, when it comes to dating somebody, maybe they just don't want to admit that they do have feelings for them and, you know, they mask it by sex and games and all these other like real low vibrational things. Um, I think a male who is really in touch with his feminine side, which of course very much can still be in this this body of masculine energy, um, it's powerful and it makes them so much more relatable and so much more desirable. And so to get more in touch, it's it's honoring your feelings, honoring your emotions and not not judging them and not thinking they're lame. And, you know, I, you hear and see so much when boys are younger just to toughen up and don't cry, mm. don't be a baby and, you know, don't be a girl. Like you throw like a girl, like all those things are just like beyond toxic, um, like more, not even toxic, the more wounded traits when it comes to feminine masculine energy. But I think there's nothing sexier than when a man is very manly, but at the same time can really show you these like feminine energy signs. Absolutely. Like it's like this level of emotional intelligence, which I think is the most attractive thing to exist. Yes, I love yeah. that. That explanation is amazing. So how would you say like connecting to our feminine energy can help us in our daily life? Oh, in so many ways. Um, you know, we've, we've spoken a bit on intuition and that just that gut feeling, that knowing um, in, her, in terms of helping our daily life, it's I feel it makes your life easier coming back to receivership, right? And it can be as simple as allowing somebody to open a door for you, you know, allowing somebody to shout you a coffee. Um, this re These receivership things where, you know, we're taught, especially in, in the times and ages that we're in right now, it's like, you know, you might see in movies like, um, a female's walking through a door and a male's opening it for her. And she's like, I don't need you to open the door for me. Like I can do that myself. Like that is, I mean, that's like a whole nother conversation, but that's essentially where emasculating men. And by doing that, it's actually not doing a service to neither yourself or the male. Um, it's allowing these things because it's like, allow that into your life. Like the more and more I step into my feminine energy, I get people just doing things for me, favors, lifts, you know, shouting me a coffee, shouting me dinner, like just these little things that I'm just like, yeah, like, of course, I'm not going to say no to these things. And of course you decide what you want to accept and not accept. But like in my eyes, that makes your life so much easier. And it's like by being in this femme energy, you know, obviously there's more just to receivership. I know I keep harping on about that, but that's the main one. But it's also just this really warm, this really magnetic energy this really inviting energy, like when you are in your feminine energy, like you will get people coming up to you and with like such beautiful, warm intentions, right? Because that's the type of energy that you're giving off and actually want to touch the magnetic energy. Like that is a huge part of your feminine energy. Coming back to receivership yet again, it's like, and coming back to manifestation, this is actually full circle. And we can really drop into our femme and focus on our manifestations. Um, it's like we are then it's like we're kind of starting to form this magnet within us, right? So mm -hmm. this magnetic energy. And so you are then going to start to attract people, places, opportunities, experiences into your life. It may look like they've come out of literally thin air, but actually you're manifesting it, right? 
Um, and so these things are coming into your life and then it's up to you to allow them in, not to push them away, not to say, oh, no, I don't need this person's help or no, you know, I have too much self-doubt to do that or too much imposter syndrome. Oh, who am I to accept that? Accept it, right? And it's, it's going to feel weird. It's going to feel icky. You're going to be like, oh, my gosh, who am I? But it's like, own that. And it, coming back to, um, you know, the app that I was on working on last year when Carlo, my old mentor who came up to me with this, he just invited me. He's like, hey, I want you to be on my team to launch an app. Like, of course, I'm going to say yes to that. But I reckon if I hadn't done the work on myself and all these types of things, I would have been like, oh, my gosh, who am I to say yes? Like, what if I can't do it? Why me? Like, what do you need from me? Blah, blah, blah. But instead, I'm just, I was receiving. I'm like, yeah, like, let's do this. Let's roll with this. And like, I manifested that as well, actually, like fast forward before that whole thing happened. I had this whiteboard in my room. This was like 2021. And on there, I was writing everything I wanted to achieve that year. And on the whiteboard, I wrote launch an app. And I'm like, this just sounds like a fun idea. I'm like, I don't have the funds for this. I don't have the ideas for this. I've got like, I just left my job. I'm like, I got no idea, but I wrote it down anyway. And then long and behold, you know, a couple months later, I get this phone call and I was like, oh my God, I think, I think I just manifested this. And it's like, I needed to be in that receivership energy. And I was magnetic for that. Um, a big part of feminine energy as well, going back, back to your question, is this piece of alignment. Because when yeah. we can really drop more into our femme energy and, you know, stop being so structured and rigid and just not allowing ourselves to flow, which is what the femme wants to do. Like it wants to flow. It wants to feel these emotions. When we're sad, we want to feel it. We want to do our self-care. Like it is, yeah, those quote-unquote girly things. Um, but, you know, that is what our divine feminine energy craves and longs for. And so by doing this, we're allowed to, well, we're preparing to get ourselves into alignment which is then helping with this magnetic energy, which is then helping with attracting and, you know, being this like warm inviting energy. So as you can see, it's like a, a full spiral. It's, you know, a lot of different concepts, but such exciting, like expansive, yummy things that I think so many women, like we only benefit from doing this. Like you're not going to, you're not going to have a shit time when you're in alignment and you're attracting things that you want and you have this amazing magnetic energy and you have this really beautiful touch with yourself. Like, you're not going to be like, oh, this isn't working for me. Like you're going to feel good, like guaranteed. I love this. I, I think that's so powerful. Like so to, in order to manifest with the divine feminine, you just have to learn yeah. to accept and like get past that imposter syndrome, syndrome get past that pride. Like, I, I think yeah. that's so powerful. Yeah. And yeah, like it, I just think the biggest piece, which, you know, took me a long time to realize is like it's going to feel weird and icky and you're going to judge. And by judgment, I mean like, yeah, judgment from other people, but you're going to judge yourself because you're your biggest critic, right? You're going to be like, oh my gosh, my thoughts, they're so weird. They're so this, they're so that. And that's just blocking you. Like most likely the biggest thing that's cock blocking ourselves is ourself. It's our thoughts. Absolutely. It's our beliefs thinking that we can't have the things. Um, so get out of your own way with like so much love, but get out of your own way. And like, you'll just be so amazed at what's possible for you. That's amazing. Well, that does bring us to the end of the episode. So thank you so much, Isabel, for coming on. I'm so happy that finally got you on here. Likewise, I'm so, so happy to be here. That just went so quickly. I can't believe it. It does, doesn't it? As soon as you start talking about the things you love and are passionate about, time just flies. It does. It does. But thank you so much for having me. It's been such a pleasure chatting with you and sharing all of this with your audience. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Now, before we finish off, 
two things I wanted to ask you. So first off, normally as a rite of passage, I like to ask my guests on the podcast, um, funny or interesting travel story? Oh, I like this. Um, funny or interesting. Not to put you on the spot at all. Yeah, I know, I know. I feel like I don't have one that's super funny or super interesting. So can I kind of like take 50 and 50 from both and push it together? Yes, 100%. Go with, go with yes, your gut. This, this is just like so random, but yet again, I feel this sums me up. So last year in September, I took a solo trip to Europe and that was my first solo overseas trip in like a long, like my first overseas trip in a long time as well. My first time going solo. And I was petrified. I was so nervous, as you can imagine, you know, navigating myself through the airports and everything like that. And it was just such a, I guess, funny slash interesting time for me, because as soon as I left Adelaide and, you know, was in the airport to go international, I was just having the best time of my life. I was having so much fun and I was completely by myself. And I think I was actually FaceTiming one of my friends and I was just so goofy and obviously in the best mood ever about to board a flight to, you know, Dubai, then Europe. And I just realized how much I was thriving doing what I was doing by myself. And I was just having so much fun by myself. And I just think it's funny slash interesting that I saw this side of me that I guess it was there, but I'd never allowed to see it because I'd never been in that position before. But at the same time, I would just laugh at myself and my experiences. And, you know, if I was late to get somewhere, whatever it may be, like there's no one else to blame. It's just yourself. But yeah. And I just had like the fun slash funniest (laughs) slash most interesting time and just getting to know myself. It was just, I just look back and laugh because I'm like, there was no one else there to share that memory with me but myself and that's what makes it so funny it's so and it's so <laughs> special isn't it like you can just sit back and be like oh my god <laughs> I'm sure you get it as well doing everything that you do but yeah it was just um like I just would not have it any other way than to you know can't wait to do to travel now with people but I am just so freaking happy I did that by myself I just got to see that real goofy side of myself and it was interesting oh that's so great <laughs> And now, before I forget again, um, where can listeners find you? Yes, amazing. So Instagram is where I'm at. I'm always, always showing up there. Um, You can DM me. I'm always on stories. I'm always posting content, all on the topics that we've chatted about today. My handle is Isabel Prestia. Um, the spelling may be a bit long, so maybe pop it in the I'll, show I'll notes. put it um, in the notes, yeah. <laughs> amazing. Um, but, yeah, come hang out there. Come DM me. I love, to love just chatting to so many other women online. I think it's like, you know, connection is a huge value of mine. So if that means getting my fix with other women across the world, then so be it. So definitely come and say hey um, in my DMs. I love to chat with you guys. And, yeah, I love just creating content. I mean, you know, my past job was social media manager, so – I love just sharing on all these topics. It's just my passion. I love it. Amazing. And then to finish off the episode, do you have any final words, a quote, or just a piece of advice? Oh, okay. Um, Let me think. I reckon I want to leave the listeners with, um, you know, we've covered such, we've just like really scraped the surface on these topics, Um, you know, whether you're new or not new to the whole femme energy. And like you mentioned, you speak a lot about manifestation. I think just... And bear in mind, this is cliche, but just trust that it's going to happen. Because the reason I say this is because, to be so honest, last week I was in such a state of not trusting what I was manifesting because it just felt so far-fetched and so out of reach. But it's like I just had this thing that really shook me that was like, you need to believe wholeheartedly that it's going to happen. 
and then start to act. How would you act right now if you knew whatever it is you wanted to manifest was going to happen? Maybe not today or not tomorrow, maybe not for another two or three years, but it's there is no doubt about it not happening. Like it is 1,000 billion percent going to happen. How would you act? How would you start showing up? And when you can really just anchor in that, you will just be amazed at this weight that lifts off. You'll have so much more fun in the moment, so much more joy, so much more play. Like I've just had such a big focus on prioritizing having fun and play and joy and like being a kid and being goofy. Like you can probably tell from half my stories, like I, I don't take myself seriously. And I used to be so serious and it just wasn't serving me. Like just have fun. Um, so really sit in that anchor. It's going to happen. No if, ands or buts about it. And enjoy, embrace the right now, embrace the in-between. Um, and you'll, you'll just be so, so, so pleasantly amazed when it does come true. You just got to believe it.